Hey, welcome to another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined by Corey Litton, and we've got October racing happening, Corey. That's right. Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of uh, stuff to talk about here. Yeah, so we are going to cover the weekend of October the 7th uh, through the 9th? Correct. Yes. A lot, no, more than that. The, yeah, the ninth, the seventh through the ninth. Sure, listen to me the first time. All right, we'll do. <laughs> hey, it's all it's all right. I'm playing hurt today, so uh, just don't don't worry about it. Um, uh, you're gonna be pretty much carrying me through this here, so just calm down, relax. So, well, that sounds good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got World of Outlaws and NASCAR action to cover. We'll start with World of Outlaws. How'd that be? Well, Friday, October seventh at Port Royal Speedway. It was the Nittany Showdown, Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Night number one had uh, the concrete kid, Anthony Macri, who picked up his first Outlaws win of his career Friday night. Macri was more than due for that first Outlaw win as uh, his 11 wins with the All-Star Circuit of Champions this year, as well as having 10 more wins, 10 more sprint car wins coming into the night, makes him the winningest sprint car driver to not have an Outlaw win this season. And I believe he had over 60 starts in, in the world of Outlaws, as well as five years of trying to get his first win. Uh, this makes it uh, this win. Um, it uh, also makes it the second straight win for the PA Posse on their current home track swing. And speaking of that Posse domination, Lance Deweese, Logan Wagner, and Justin Whittle, all PA natives, finished in the top four, making it a Posse party on the top of the party, <laughs> uh, the top of the pile. There, uh, David Gravel finished in the fifth spot, and this is uh, majorly important for him right now, going into the final swing. Because Brad Sweet finished in the 13th spot, and that scored valuable points for Gravel, uh, knocking off quite a bit here going into the championship run. Uh, Donnie Schatz finished in third, or started in third, and uh, spent time in contention, but with a posse charge towards the front, Schatz was shuffled back to the sixth place finishing position. His worst one of the weekend, so you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, well, speaking of that, that was Friday. We also had Saturday, Saturday, October the 8th. At Port Royal Speedway, Nittany Showdown, Port Royal, Pennsylvania. After taking more than five years to earn his first outlaw win, the concrete kid Anthony Macri picked up win number two in less than 24 hours, sweeping the Nittany Showdown. Overachieving. Yeah. It's, you know, it's once you do it the first time, you want to do it every day, right? Yep. You know, um, Macri didn't have it easy, though. His fellow PA Posse member Brent Marks traded the lead with him several times right around the halfway point. But uh, Macri ended up leading the last 15 laps, I believe, after watching it over once again. But uh, the 25000 to win also made it three in a row for PA Posse members in this home swing. David Gravel finished in the third spot, another good points night coming for him into the championship push. Points leader, the big cat Brad Sweet, finished in eighth, meaning the gap between the two is only 62, 66 points now between the two of them. Woo! Donnie Schatz had another great night, finishing one spot better than the previous night with a fourth-place finish. And going into the points, speaking of which, Brad Sweet, he is your point leader. David Gravel is 66 points behind in second. Carson Macedo, 134 points back in third. The battle is just between the top two, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Schatz, he is 224 points behind in the fourth position. He moved up as Sheldon Hodenshield did not have a good weekend. In fact, on the Saturday night's edition, was involved in a wreck and pretty much destroyed the top wing on that 17 machine. No. Uh, what's next for them? It'll be Friday, October 14th. It'll be the I-80 Speedway in Greenwood, Nebraska. Saturday, October 15th, my 40th birthday, Lakeside Speedway Showdown at Lakeside Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas. This Friday is your birthday. 
Saturday. 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 I'm sorry. Saturday yep. is your birthday. Yeah, the party's at Duffy's right after the uh, Bison game is over with. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, sounds good. So we had some NASCAR action. And uh, more drama than a lifetime movie marathon with Sunday, October 9th, Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course. All right, we've got the call from NASCAR.com. The final time through the trilogy chicane for Christopher Bell. Right side, right side, all clear, all clear. Cole Custer throwing a block right there on everybody. Briscoe with a huge drive into the rear chicane. A two-point advantage for Briscoe and Christopher Bell. He has done it. He's won his way into the round of eight. The fight for the final transfer spot. Briscoe. He's done it. He's eliminated the reigning champion. There it is. Yeah, NASCAR had more uh, storylines there than the Monday Night Wars from uh, wrestling <laughs> back in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, if you remember the WCW. Oh, I remember. WWF, uh, Monday Night Wars. Um, Chase Elliott looked to score his second straight victory with five laps to go, and NASCAR caution came out. That's in quotations in my mm-hmm. script. Uh, when the sign fell on the racetrack. Okay. Um, yeah, that was that was convenient. Conveniently. Um, at least it could have fallen face up so we could have figured out what sponsor <laughs> caused that caution. Uh, this erased a nearly five-second lead for Elliott and bunched up the field for some late-race shenanigans. Uh, with this uh, being an elimination race, Elliott, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Sindrick were all in the next round of eight at this point of the race. Okay. With uh, Daniel Suarez, um, who was battling power steering issues, uh, Kyle Larson, who hit the wall and was having issues at the rear end, and Christopher Bell were on the outside looking in. Uh, Larson and Bell made a pit stop for tires. The rest of the field got uh, got ready for a three-lap dash. More like a mad dash through multi- <laughs> multiple cars made contact going into turn one, uh, causing Noah Gregson to spin. Michael McDowell pancaked the wall and then bounced off of Austin Sindrick. Harrison Burton spun to the inside corner. I didn't see what started that one because he was he hasn't had a great year. Um, <laughs> he he pretty much spun into the camera shot. That's how far out he was away wow. from that one. That's how many people were hitting each other going into turn number one. That's crazy. And. Uh, uh, that's that's just what I could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shortly after, uh, A.J. Allmendinger muscled his way past Elliott, basically in the next corner, uh, just as Kevin Harvick bumped uh, the dinger out of the way. Tyler Reddick uh, c- contacted the back of Elliott's car, sending him into a spin and into the grass in the following corner. Remember, he had a five-second lead before this uh, NASCAR caution came out. Um Christopher Bell, uh, at this point, had made his way up to fourth and was catching the leaders, and this wasn't even halfway through the the lap after the restart. Man. Uh, as Bell passed Dinger for third, there were more. There was more carnage with the in the chicane, with uh, uh, Chase Briscoe going around and a big stack up behind, causing Joey Logano to go in around, collecting Eric Jones, William Byron spun as well. This is just one lap. The melee and the chicane caused a piece of curbing to come apart, and the caution flew just as everyone settled down. Okay. And they're actually racing, just trying to race here, guys. And then uh, (laughs) Bell had moved up to the second position with a fresh fresh set of tires, and he was about ready to just track down uh, Kevin Harvick, who's on some old tires. He was on at least 30 laps. Okay. Um, And with fresh tires, and he needed to to win to make the round of eight, as uh, he was the low car in the standings. He was 28 points out of the transfer spot at that point. He really had no shot of making it in based off of points. Okay. Uh, Briscoe, who got knocked out, knocked uh, from above the cut or below the cut line. Wait, hold on. 
This is tough for me to read, and this is my own writing. Briscoe, <laughs> who got knocked from above to below the cut line with that incident, was way was ahead of Bell and sitting nine points out. Then Suarez uh, was one spot out behind him, or just ahead of him. He was four points back. Okay. That made any sense. So, yeah, Suarez basically was, yeah, he was the, the car that was on the, on the outside looking in. Sure. And then... Uh, he was four points out. Christopher Bell, nine points out, just right behind him. Uh, Logano, Briscoe, and Byron all made pit stops underneath the yellow flag to set up for an overtime finish as Harvick and Bell got to uh, got set to lead the field back to green. Okay. Uh, turn one continued to be a problem as Ryan Blaney, which this made me mad, uh, <laughs> uh, Michael McDowell, Noah Gregson, Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, Mike Rockefeller, who I'd never heard of until this incident happened, <laughs> got together and ended up stop- and stopped up by the uh, tire barrier in turn number one. They were all able to continue. Bell beat Harvick through the first set of corners and cleanly made his way uh, out front. Coming to the chicane, the other spot that uh, was a- of an issue, Cindric got spun, ending his hopes of advancement. The white flag flew, and again, the chicane played a factor as Briscoe needed to make a pass to make it into the playoffs. Briscoe's teammate Cole Custer locked up the brakes uh, early, causing Austin Dillon to have to slow up, and that's all Briscoe needed to get on by. You can hear it in that clip right away. Uh, should, we, should we play it again? Might as well play it again just, because just... it was obvious as soon as it happened what was going on. <laughs> all right, we'll play it again. Here we go. The final time through the trilogy chicane for Christopher Bell. Right side, right side, all clear, all clear. Cole Custer throwing a block right there on everybody. Briscoe with a huge drive into the rear chicane. A two-point advantage for Briscoe and Christopher Bell. He has done it. He's won his way into the round of eight. The fight for the final transfer spot. Briscoe. He's done it. He's eliminated. The reigning champion. Yeah, so it wasn't that obvious, was it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Austin Dillon had to slow up, and that was all Briscoe needed to get by both of them uh, to move up two spots and get two points to the good, which put him into the round of eight. Uh, Christopher Bell, like you heard there, he got the win. That was Kevin Harvick finishing in second. Kyle Busch, who really didn't matter much throughout the whole race, just kept his nose clean and finished in the third spot. Rare uh, move by Kyle Busch. And it was A.J. Allmendinger, who, uh, good luck luck to him next year. He signed a full-time deal, I believe, uh, with that 16 car. So he'll be be racing the whole season next year. And Justin Haley finished up in the uh, top five out there. It's a good run for him. Yeah. Another another guy you don't hear a lot from. So so we're going, that was a cutoff now. We're going to the round of eight. That's right. Uh, Going into the round of eight, uh, Chase Elliott continues to lead in the points. And it is number two, Joey Logano. Second place, Joey Logano. He's 20 points out. Ross Chastain is 25 points out in third. Then Christopher Bell, on the strength of that win, now 28 points out of the the lead there in fourth. Ryan Blaney and William Byron, they're uh, tied for fifth, 31 points out. Okay. Denny Hamlin is uh, 37 points out in seventh. And Chase Briscoe will be the last one on the uh, in the playoffs in the round of eight there, 37 points back. Eliminated from the playoffs were defending champion Kyle Larson, uh, Daniel Suarez was also, uh, he had a lot of trouble power steering. I felt so bad watching. <laughs> the, they had an in-car camera on him on the steering wheel, and you could see that thing just shaking, and it was ugly. Yeah, It, it was 
I've I've had relationships that have gone better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Austin Sindrick uh, was eliminated. Also, Alex Bowman uh, through the concussion protocol also was eliminated. Uh, speaking of Cole Custer, though. NASCAR investigated his late race incident that allowed his teammate Chase Briscoe to move on to the next round and determined that he artificially altered the race's finishing positions under the heading of the member conduct part of the uh, rules. Okay. NASCAR fined Custer and crew chief Michael Shiplett $100,000 each. Woo. I'll take it. Um, Wowza. As well as penalize the team and Custer. Uh, so the owner points, they lost 50, and Custer lost 50 driver points as well. Wow. So, yeah, they dropped the hammer on that one. And then uh, with four races left in the NASCAR season, uh, the next one up will be Las Vegas on Sunday, October 16th. So they're going from Charlotte to Las Vegas. Okay. Be- <laughs> and then after that, it's Homestead, Miami Speedway. So they go from Vegas Zigzag. to Miami. Because uh, apparently, you know, like the, the Ron White joke. Yeah. He- the travel agent doesn't own a globe. Um, that'll be on October 23rd. Then it's Martinsville. So at least they're kind of in the same direction. They're the same side of the continent, at least. Yep. That'll be on Sunday, October 30th, uh, to trim the round of eight down to four. Then the championship four round will be at the Phoenix Raceway Sunday, November 6th. So just kind of, yeah, just looking at that. Doesn't it make sense, you know... <laughs> It's just going to get colder Yep. <laughs> the farther north you are. So doesn't it make sense to go to Martinsville mm-hmm. next weekend, yeah. then maybe uh, Miami, then... Uh, uh, yeah, they, they they got it figured out. Then Vegas to, to Phoenix, <laughs> um, just kind of, I don't know. I thought they're trying to save these guys money. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, that's a lot of zigzagging that the last four races. All over the place. And if I had to follow that around, uh, actually show up at every race to report (laughs) on it, I think I'd be pretty mad with the driving going on there. uh, I didn't figure it out. I should have. I really should have figured out how many how many miles it is between every race from here on out. That would be interesting. It's not not uh, doesn't seem practical. No, not not really. But it's uh, um, man, four races. We're in the last month now, and it's going to be some high drama. I think until we get to the end. I, I think you're going to see some people. You might see some people uh, taking some chances, maybe for the win mm-hmm. uh, leading up to it. But uh, I know the Martinsville race is going to be spectacular. They're basically trying to use that track to set it up. You know, once you think about it, it's the safest track out of the bunch to uh, have people wreck each other. Yep. Because you true. know, um, Homestead is one of those tracks where it's it's big. Yeah. Um, and you can carry a lot of speed, and with these cars the way they are. And the the talks of how these drivers are taking harder hits than they have in the past. I don't think we want to test that out. No, uh, with a with an elimination round. No, it'd be better not to. And same thing with Vegas. Ever since they pay, re uh, reshaped that track and up the banking on there, the speeds have gone up. Yeah, and it's not not a fun wall to hit. I'm sure. No, uh, haven't seen that racetrack a few times. Uh, yeah, I can about imagine it's not not a not a not real safe to have an elimination round. No, they can. Uh, yeah, they can take that pretty much wide open, can't they? Uh, they're pretty close to that. Close. I know you have to let off going into turn number three at least because okay. you wash up the hill a bit on that one if you try to go in there full speed. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, there we go. That's uh, World of Outlaws. That's NASCAR. What else? Do we have anything else going on? Yeah, that's right. We kind of teased that uh, last week was supposed to be the last live checkers and records show uh-huh. on uh, on KFGO, 640 in the morning every Friday, yep. 640-ish. Um, and, but... Um, I got some news uh, with uh, you know how great we've been doing on that show. 
We've been allowed a couple more weeks. We're going to go all the way through, I believe, November 6th will be our final week. Nice. So we gained some extra weeks here for that one. Very cool. Checkers and wreckers overtime. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we, get, we got a NASCAR caution, and we're allowed to race uh, race a few more races. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so that is every Friday morning, 640 on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO. That's with the KFGO morning crew. And, man, the fastest... Five minutes in racing. <laughs> That's if we even get close to five minutes in there. <laughs> we, were, we really shoehorned that one in there, but uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. I've been glad for the opportunity. Now this has been eleven years that I've been doing this uh, for KFGO uh, through some form of another of doing this. Uh, and you know, now as of today, I did the math between the shows that I've done for the morning crew on the regular KFGO uh, on uh, the Checkers and Wreckers program uh, and the podcast here, the Victory Lap. This is our fiftieth show of the year. Wow. So it's fiftieth time that I've come into the studio and done sure. a show for KFGO this year. So that's I think my previous best was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we have a lot more Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap coming up yet. We have uh, we have a lot of uh, different things that we have sort of in the hopper. I don't know if we can share any of them. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and share it. Okay, sure. Um, so I always like to do the cha- championship of the world every year. Um, I've been going through previous years of me doing this and coming up with all the various categories and stuff. Obviously, we're going to do class wins. So like a modified class or a B-mod or a mini stock or bang bang or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, and uh, wh- whoever wins the most in those categories that I have seen race personally okay. will be the champion. And along with it, it's wins and championships that I've covered. So if you win a track championship at one of the three tracks that I normally race or normally go to every week, uh, then you get an extra point. You get a point on top of that. If you win a series like the Dakota Mod Tour, that's a point. Okay. So like Tom Barry Jr. went in all six races of the Dakota Mod Tour this year and then winning the championship, he's got like seven points out yeah. of that one. And I only saw him race six times. <laughs> So, <laughs> how about it? Uh, do we have any interviews? Maybe we can talk uh, to some people. That's what, that's one of the things that we're going to try to do here too. I, I'd like to take time to while we're doing the championship of the world, we can we can milk this out as many weeks as we want sure. to. And I'd like to go through and you know just kind of talk about it, and then maybe get a driver to call in, do an interview, or yeah. maybe if I have to Skype them or whatever, do an interview with them and have them talk about it. We're also going to do stuff like race of the year. Okay, so. Uh, as soon as I narrow that down, which after seeing 104 different race nights this year, <laughs> should be easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, a lot of these I have uh, I have recaps written, so I can go back through and figure out. Okay, that was a really good one. Sure. I know I put some stars on some of the races and stuff, saying that was a pretty good one. So mm-hmm. I should be able to between between my recaps uh, that I've written and the other uh, many. Uh, companies that stream the races and stuff yeah. like that. I should be able to find at least a couple good ones to talk about. And I'll try to get a hold of the drivers that were in those races. Yeah. Maybe get some fun. get some uh sound bites from them or something like that. Um we're also gonna have of course the the unintentional rollover contest, oh, which yeah. actually saw a, a a downtick in the number of participants, but the scores were still way up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. We, we have uh and, and I figured this out now this year. We have two categories we could draw from on this one. Uh, the uh, the overall champion, of course, will be the driver that flipped the most times. Yep. The uh, secondary champion will be whoever got the most money for the rollover fund, which okay. I kept track of. So 
Um, that should be an interesting thing out there. There are two different drivers in this one, but okay. the, the overall champion will be the driver that flipped the most, which uh, I won't give that one away. Okay. That's uh, only fair. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, between wins, championships, and stuff like that, I combine all the classes together and figure out. And then I just kind of I compare them and basically kind of go with who is the driver of the year, the, the checkers and wreckers champion of the world. Okay. Um, and uh, then we figure that one out. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you know what? We got plenty of time this soft season to also go and get a few more interviews. Go sure. talk to some certain people. Yeah. Uh, announcers, drivers, whoever we we feel like having personalities, um, even fans, yeah. if, we, if we want to. So we got we got plenty we got to do yet. It's gonna be a lot of fun and uh uh, we have four more weeks of NASCAR, uh, and then, man, there's not much of a break, and we got NASCAR again. So. Yeah. yeah, from uh, no, no, the first weekend of November all the way to February. Yeah. <laughs> we don't so, have much of a break, but this, we, we can, which means we'll have plenty of time to fill in. Yeah. It'll, and we, I got a lot of other bits that I'm kind of thinking of, too, like racing video games, doing oh, reviews and that. Oh, yeah. Uh, racing songs. Uh, um, movies. Movies. Um, I found a bunch of them on a bunch of the streaming platforms that I had no idea existed. <laughs> and they are all interesting. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we have a lot of Checkers and Wreckers victory lap to go. And I'm excited that you have uh, more Checkers and Wreckers on 790. And... Uh, I should say, if you are listening to this podcast and you were outside of uh, the 790 reach, which is a huge reach, but if you're outside of it, say you're in a uh, the East Coast, West Coast, wherever, you can go to kfgo.com. And Checkers and Wreckers is on at 640 Central Time. You can just go to kfgo.com. You can stream it there. So Yeah. So there's no reason you need to miss it. If you're on vacation or you're out or whatever and you want to catch that, just uh, go to kfgo.com. And, of course, we can't thank all of our listeners enough for uh, tuning in every week, uh, for pushing play on this one and uh, making this one of the top podcasts here in KFGO yeah. So uh, and in the whole the whole building here. I know a lot of people have been sending me snaps, Snapchats of them listening to it while they're in the field, <laughs> which I really appreciate. I'm glad I can, we can, we can uh, kill you know 45 minutes of their week, <laughs> make it a little bit more tolerable. Hopefully, <laughs> yep. It's, if not, that's all on me. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's been fun. This has been a, a a lot of fun, and we have a lot of racing to go yet. So, um, yeah, I th- I think uh, um, it's going to be good. So. I think that wraps it up, though, right, for this week, Corey? Yes, it does. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. And I rattled off everything, everywhere you can catch us. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. And so until next time, for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us for Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.